Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts today are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Please remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. That's Mix Era Rap Pod, P-O-D. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. So for tonight, our topic is our top 10 albums of 2020. But we're going to start this off with who had the best wrap up, Skills or Uncle Murder? So we're going to jump into it. So Malcolm, who did you think had the best wrap up, Skills or Uncle Murder? So after listening to both of them, I believe that we can both say that. I th- I feel like everybody can say that for them to put out that 2020 wrap up. They're both quality, quality wrap up. But in my, my, I want to put on a little, my opinion on both of them. I think that the skills wrap up is not my taste. It's catchy, but not for me. You know, it has some quality, quality, um, like bars, but it's just not my taste. Um, moving on to the Uncle Murder wrap up, 2020 wrap up. I loved it. Loved the beat. I watched the visuals. They were scratchy with the editing, but I liked it as well. So I really could listen to that. I feel like it was some more of my taste. So I feel like I'm going to go with Uncle Murder's wrap-up. Definitely his, his wrap-up was was more to my life. All right, cool, cool. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go on to Terrell. Terrell, which of the wrap-ups did you like? I listened to both of them. I felt like Skills, the one that he just had, it was a little more cartoonish-wise. Like, it wasn't anything get me the way I wanted to be. But, too, when I hear Uncle Murders, he brought that old-school fucking beat and put his put his words to it. I loved it. And he, he joked about it. Yeah, he, his little cartoon is true, but his was more to, like, out, like, me and Malcolm age range. Like, it's hard. He's joking, but it's hard. Like, it goes one, one and two combo punch. So, I like Uncle Murders better. All right, cool, cool. I'll go next. And, um... I preferred Skills over Uncle Murder based on Skills was able to put together pretty much the same information in the wrap up, but he was able to do it with some real uh, skill and finesse, pardon the pun that his name is Skills, but uh, he was able to do it in the same amount of time that it took to take the life of uh, George Floyd, which I thought was super, super cool and and, um, creative. And I had to give him points on that and that's why i chose skills over uncle murder not saying uncle murders was bad it's just him going off for 20 minutes it's almost like cheating to me all right so now we'll move on to my main man and the anchor man kev what did you who did you think did the best wrap up this was a hard choice skills he he the one who originated this year and wrap up so it's hard to vote against the guy to kind of set a trend but i think this is a i think the 2020 wrap up is a matter of preference Going into it, I had it a tie until Skills like spit his last bar, and that kind of get for me. It gave him the slight edge. Uncle Murders was more enjoyable. The different beats he had, how he was saying some things, uh, it was funny. The video was, you know, it wasn't the best video, but it, it you didn't you didn't care if it was good or bad. It was just you enjoy you enjoyed the song, and you kind of he added visuals to it, so it was kind of like an added bonus, but. You know, when Skill said, you know, you've been sitting here nine minutes or so, that's just how long the guy had his neck on Joy Floyd's, his knee on Joy Floyd's neck. It was kind of like, dang, I didn't even notice it. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was a lot more creative. 
like I said, for me, both were very, very good. But it was just like when when skills hit that last bar, I was just like, okay, I have to give him a slight edge. But this year was harder than maybe all these other years. Um, I think Uncle Murder's been doing it for like the past six years or so. And skills is what, on year nine or ten or something, I believe. No, it's been longer than that for skills. Yeah, skills has been doing it since 1998. Oh, yeah. So skills been doing it for a long time. He kind of had the genre set for himself. You know, not to take nothing away from Uncle Murder, but it took him a while to get to this point for me. If this one his if this is his last like he said he did, like he said it is, he did what you're supposed to do on something that you that you're going to retire. It was just it was his best ever, but it was just that, you know, skills it was just that one point at the end that skills this slight slight edge. All right, cool, cool. Appreciate that from our anchor man Kev. Again, very close. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. We're going to move on now to the Grammy's best rap album of 2020. And the nominees are Black Habits, D Smoke, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist, A Written Testimony, J Electronica, King's Disease, Nas, The Allegory by Royce the 5'9". And we're going to start off with Terrell and see uh, who was his pick for the Grammy's best rap album of 2020. Terrell, who do you think should win? I think in a landslide, who deserved this, who been deserved this, I'm giving it to Nas, King Disease. This was a well put out album, one of his best albums. And it's been a long time overdue for Nas to win one of the Grammy. So this one, I think they got, they got it right this one. So that's my pick. All right, cool, cool. I can respect that. So now we're going to move on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, who do you think will win the Grammy's best rap album of 2020? So I didn't know that he was going to pick the same answer as me. I'm going with Nas King's Disease. It's also on my, spoiler alert, on my top 10. It's on my top 10 for my album, best album of the, uh, album of the year list as well. So um, I listened to that album, very stellar album for him to pull out put out at this time i feel like i didn't expect him to i feel like he came out like i well i feel like he should have got the same type of marketing that jay-z had with his 444 album came out with this during the 2020 um year a tough year for us and um it was a great album so it deserves the number one spot all right cool appreciate that and uh i'm gonna jump in and say that uh i chose let me just say d smoke deserves an honorable mention in this one from me and then, you know, the the one cheat code that I see in this list is the J Electronica album, because it was it should have been uh, a written testimony by J Electronica and Jay-Z because he's on most of the album, pretty much 85 percent of the album he's on. And that's like a cheat code. Uh, definitely Nas put in real work with this, uh, this King's Disease album. But, you know, I'm going with the Dark Horse and. The allegory, Royce the Five Nine. It was just, you know, probably his best effort in his entire career. I really appreciated this album. So that's my two cent. We'll move on to Kev. Kev, who do you think should be the Grammy's best rap album of 2020? This is tough for me because I feel like all five albums are good. This is one of the few times that the Grammys has given us five quality albums I mean, but it's the grammys so it's still kind of up in the air how it can go i'm rooting for well no let me say this my 
out of those five, I think I like Jerry Electronica the most um, because I feel like A Written Testimony was the most important album of the year. It was some of the things he was saying kind of foretold what was going to happen the rest of the year. Even though, you know, we we had no idea how 2020 was going to turn out, but it was some of the things he was saying. It's kind of like he said it early in the year for me. So I I, I would like to see the most important album make it. I'm a huge Nas fan. I think he's long overdue for a recognition like this. So I'm also, you know, hoping that Nas get it. But as a hip hop fan, I am rooting for Freddie Gibbs. I I think that if Freddie Gibbs wins this Grammy, it will be an important moment for hip hop as a whole. You could say it's it's not it's not today's rap. I will say that. Let me say this: Freddie Gibbs is not necessarily today's rap. He's more of a late '90s, early 2000s style. And for this, you know, old this 20 year old style to make it today would be to me a great moment. But because it's the Grammys. I think D Smoke is going to win it because the Grammys kind of goes off to the left most of the time. Like when they gave it to um to the white guy with uh, the thrift store guy over Kendrick Lamar's album, which was ridiculous. But that's what I think the Grammys would do. I think they would pick the safe pick, which is D Smoke. That's what I think I will see. All right, I appreciate that. I believe you may be right. So now we're gonna move on to our picks for the best albums of 2020. And we're going to start off with the young side of things. So Malcolm, what were your top 10 albums of 2020? So starting off Pluto, baby Pluto, future and Lil Uzi album. I have to put this on my list. Um, one of my favorite albums that collaboration albums, great album. I have majority of the songs on my regular playlist on uh, Apple music. So my next, I'm going to go quick here. Wanna from Gunna. Um, Atlanta artist, great album. I'm biased because he's one of my favorite artists um, right now and has been my favorite artist for a while. Moving on, Playboy Cardi um, with a whole lot of red. Y'all probably have heard this album. It recently came out December 25th, 2020. So uh, great album. Long, long awaited. And um, he gave us a Christmas gift with that album. Moving on, Until I Return, NBA Youngboy. Got two NBA Youngboy albums on here because i feel like both of those albums are my favorite albums from him in regards to the amount of um uh, favorite songs i like on the albums out of all of his body of work so gotta go until i return in top he came out with two albums in 2020 he pumped out a lot of albums a lot of a lot of albums um moving on to my turn by Lil baby and it also came out with the deluxe i like the deluxe album better um, this was a great album for Lil Baby. Um, really cement his uh his his name in the rap game as of right now. Um, he is the top when you consider, I guess, when they talk about well he he's up there right now. He's up there. As I'm talking about in regards to people, um, public opinion, you know. So moving on, just cause y'all waited too by Lil Dirt. That is a stellar album. I feel like you should all should listen to listen to it if you have not. It's a great album by him, and I'm just getting turned on a little Dirk. I haven't really liked him in the past, but this is what really got me on to Lil Dirk, that album. Um, moving on to King's Disease, Nas. Got to mention that. I've already spoke on it. Great piece that he put out. Not one of his best of all time. Well, it's up there. For him to put that out, put this out for right now, I feel like um, he's he still has a lot in the tank. So I had to put that on my list. Moving on to Dark Lane's tape by Drake. 
some people might say it's a cop out to put Drake on my list, but Drake is um the GOAT just playing. He is a, a, a great, great artist. You know, from my childhood up until now he's been uh, um he's stuck with me and uh he has to be on my list, no matter what y'all say. I know this is a real hip hop hip hop podcast, but he gotta be on my list. Um, moving on to high off life to end it off with future. Um I stayed young with my list, as you may expect it, but uh future had to be on my list to end it off with that album. I could have put Raw Waves album, I was considering it, or the Ammon what's the guy? Ammon I don't know how to pronounce his name, but either of those two albums were also the uh I was they were fighting each other to get on the ten. So that's my list. All right. I appreciate that. I'm gonna step in and uh, give my two cents. Lil Dirk and the NBA Young Boy, you know, tough, tough for me to really give them any love. What's wrong with Lil Dirk? <laughs> Lil Dirk talks. Lil Dirk is similar to Polo G. I understand. I'm not talking about the artist. I'm talking about their albums for for 2020. And I just thought that they did not. They didn't put enough effort into it. You know, they the production again, amazing production. But as far as so, yeah, I'm you know. Overall, the list was solid. It's just that Lil Durk and NBA Youngboy, these the albums for 2020. I just thought that it could have been a little bit more effort. Uh, everybody else that you mentioned, solid, solid list. Um, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna move on to um, Terrell. Terrell, what did you think about Malcolm's picks? His list was a solid list. I was I didn't expect them to put the little dirt. I'm a little off. I'm a little hit and miss between him and also with NBA. But if I had to choose, I would put Lil Dirt over NBA. But his list is his list, so it's a guys. What is going on? Y'all don't like y'all don't like Lil Dirt. No, I like Lil Dirt. Lil Dirt puts out some street stuff. No, I like Lil Dirt. He's not auto tunes. What he does, maybe singing because he can't really sing. But he rap, guys. (laughs) Listen to his work. No, don't get me wrong. It's just me. Like I I'm understand starting, the NBA. I'm starting to get into, I'm starting to get into little dirt. It's like I'm not a hundred percent just yet. Yeah, I'm not but either. I will, but I, yeah, I just I will got put into him yeah. over NBA. I just don't like NBA and his music. That's I don't understand me. it. You know, you guys aren't gonna have that type of ear, unfortunately. But if you all were around my age, my peers right now, you would understand. Because okay. NBA is just hey, he's literally the Lil Wayne right now. Oh god! Oh no! Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay. <laughs> or he's a young Chief Keith, but a whole lot. Better. Oh no! What? In regards to you all, because he's put out so much music, you and then I'm talking about the way people talk about him in regards to his rapping skills. People would compare him to. I'm pretty sure. No, just no, just was not say that you compared him to Chief Keith, but you compare NBA boy, young boy, L- Lil to Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yes. Oh, either him or a little oh, baby. It's oh, not. It's not man. saying they're great rappers. But you compare him to a you, legend. You compare uh, NBA to a legend. Understand is you're not a 14 year old right now, oh, and then see when NBA young boy was coming up, and then now you're 17, and now he's this big guy now. So you watched him grow. Some people would say he's a legend or on the way to that status. He just needs to Kodak be more Black rap- is better than NBA Young no. Boy. No way. No way. <laughs> He's been out way too long. Who? 
What you mean? Kodak been out. Kodak been out. He's been out the NBA. game too long because he's been oh. in his legal troubles. But we're gonna move on because we need to. Yeah, move. we're gonna move let's on. move on. Go ahead and finish your thought there, uh, Terrell. I I I, I can't because he was just saying that you know Kodak. But hey, it is what it is. you know his opinion. He, but I'm just saying just, NBA. I'm telling you, he doesn't ask some people. Mind busting. They would say NBA is on the way, or if not there, with Lil Wayne of our generation. All right, I appreciate my, that, Malcolm. But we trying to get Terrell's last thoughts. I like my last. I I lost my last thought, but his list is his list. We gonna get. We gonna have another topic conversation about that. But that's my my two my two cents on his list. All right, appreciate that. Moving on to my anchor man, Kev. What do you think about that top ten list? It's what he likes. It's what he listens to. I'm not a huge fan of it. I guess. I'm I'm trying to train my ear to grasp it. I'm getting there. Uh the auto tune stuff, it's 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 still beyond me. I just don't get it because the auto tune makes all the makes a lot of them sound the same and it's outside of what they're even, you know, the content of their music. So it kind of throws me off a lot of times. You know, it's it's very easy for me to say that, you know, a lot of these young guys, they sound alike. They make the same type of music. Even their albums, it's like a carbon copy of what they did before or two albums before. Yeah, like Terrell said, maybe one day we're going to have to have a, you know, like a, a actual discussion to, you know, to kind of get a better viewpoint of, you know, maybe a young boy or, uh, you know, some other artist. Because, you know, like I said, it, it may, maybe it's because of me. Maybe, it, maybe it's because of me, my age or the type of material. I, you know... I'm going to disagree, but he listens to what he listens to, and and I want to understand why he's listening to this or what make what pulls him in. That's what I would like to know. As some, all right, I feel you on that. Appreciate that. So we're gonna move on now to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your top ten albums of 2020? Um, I'm not gonna go in any type of order, but I'm gonna start off with "Sugar" by Meg Thee Stallion. She had an awesome twenty. 2020 and i hope she continue then i have enter the fear level two by tech nine was which was a very underrated album that nobody really heard from but it was a really good album then i have I'm going to bring it to my brother's keeper by the baby which this album talked about how he coped with his brother loss which was a very deep album then i'm going with run the jewels with RTJ4, which was a phenomenal album. And I mean a phenomenal album. And I love this group because they just grow and grow every album. They switch it up. They give us a different type of flavor. I love it. Then I'm bringing it to Twice As Tall by Burner Boy, who's just starting. And he's keep on growing as well. And I love it. And as with Malcolm, like Malcolm says, you got to have this man on your list. Dark Take Lane Demo Take by Drake. Love it. Masterpiece. He, you, can't, you can't take him off your list. You can't. Then I have Heaven or Hell by Don Tullero, who should have been one of the freshmen this year, but they, he was a snob. Then I got King of Disease by Nas, another wonderful masterpiece. Then you have Savage Mode 2. I love that album. Can't stop bumping it. It's just a, just one of those albums you keep on bumping to. Then I have Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs, another masterpiece. And then I have my 
that's my turn by little baby. You know, he's just he can't be stopped. He's a pop star right now. He's 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 just growing, keep on growing. And then I'm gonna end my, end it off with Pop Smoke, shoot shoot for the stars, rest in peace. He he was a young man who was very gifted, and that's my list. All right, I really appreciate that. I'm gonna jump in first on this one, and I'm gonna say bravo. Absolutely bravo. Excellent list for someone in your age group. Kudos on the Tech Nine. Shout out. Kudos on the Burner Boy. You know, you you can see the growth when you start seeing a list like this, you know, and that's what I'm trying to get out of this. Our whole mission is to see growth in our youth. Definitely. If you got a, a little baby or a dub baby, but you got Burner Boy and you got Tech Nine, that's showing some growth. I can I can see that working. So, again, just bravo, bravo on that, uh, Terrell. Very good list. Thank you. All right, moving on to Kev. Kev, what did you think about his top ten list? It, it was uh, it was very diverse. He didn't kind of just focus on uh, newer, younger artists. He kind of spanned the world. Um, you know, the the uh, the Burner Boy. Um, that was good. That was good. The Tech Nine, which I like you like you out, out of a shot. You know, pretty decent list. Um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna. You know, I can't really say n- nothing too bad about majority of what he had on there all right appreciate that moving on to uh malcolm malcolm what did you think about terrell's list solid dj said it's a good list for a guy around your uh your your age you know you 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 added a lot of pieces on there that were quality pieces of work that came out this year because this year was a big year for music while we were in the COVID situation so i really really like your list all right i really appreciate that malcolm uh moving on uh, we're going to go to uh, Kev. Kev, what was your list for the top 10 albums of the year of 2020? Let me say this first. Even through, throughout all this craziness that was you know, going on in the world, hip hop artists and rappers or whatever, like just stepped up. I don't think I've listened to this many albums in one year and probably ever. And I'll, the majority of it was quality stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff that, you know, I would probably listen to again. I mean, even the stuff I didn't like, I listened to at least three times to make sure it was something I could say yes to or no to. So I have more than 10 on my list and I have a few honorable mentions. So I'm going to start with my honorable mentions first. Uh, one, I'm going to say Mulatto, Queen of the South. Yeah, I talk about you young guys a lot. That's not to say I don't like your stuff. Is it some stuff I don't understand or some stuff that just doesn't resonate with me? But this Queen of the South album, it almost made my 10. I like her style. I, I I just like how she approached everything she was saying, and it almost made it. Um, another female I want to add my honorable mentions is Kamaya with Oakland Knights, a young West Coast uh, female who I wish was able to get more recognition. Um, but I understand she doesn't do the 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 twerk songs or the you know get money songs. Um, she's actually you know has some content. It's kind of lyrical. Royce the Five Nine Allegory was in my 10. It got knocked out by some other stuff. It's a solid album. Solid. Uh, R.A. The Rugged Man, All My Heroes Are Dead. It was in my 10. Some stuff knocked it out. Um, it's just, it's just a quality, quality album. Beats is on point. I enjoyed it and I still listen to it now. Run the Jews 4. You know, Run the Jews is just, you know, one, two, three, four. Just solid, solid quality. Most people going to have it on their list and almost made my 10. 
but it just didn't. And my last honorable mention is L's High, seven ups and eight downs. I mean, seven downs and eight up. A lot of people know L's High from some village, but he has he has had a good solo career. He doesn't get a lot of recognition, but I mean, if you ever get a chance, you're going to enjoy his stuff. I mean, just all ages, all what you like or whatever. If you don't like his stuff, then something might be wrong with you. I mean, you know, that's just how good he is to me. So I'm going to go for my 10. Uh, number 10, um, I'm going Logic, No Pressure, his retirement album. I'm not a huge fan of Logic, so for me to like his last album um, was a surprise to me, but it was just, I, it, it, it's what a retirement album should be. It's like your best effort. Um, it's kind of you making your mark on the industry, and that's what I think he did with this album. Uh, my number nine, I have two. I have a tie. I got Ciroc, uh Sharecropper's daughter, another uh, another female MC. She's been around for some time. She's dropped a lot of singles, um, but so this is really her first full length album. It's just great, you know. It's just like just nice, real nice. Um, and my other number nine is uh, King Crook, uh, Gravitas. If you're not familiar, Eminem, Royce Five Nine, speak highly of King Crooked, and he's always, always, always has a solid body of work. And that's what he gave us again for 2020. Uh, my number eight, I also have another tie. I have Action Bronson, Only for Dolphins. I was surprised that it was just this album was that good. He has branched off from rap. He has, He's doing like a cooking show and like other other things outside of the music. So for him to like, you know, come back and still put out a good album was like a surprise to me. I guess he just hasn't lost his step, but it's a it's a very good album. I would I, I will recommend it to anybody. And my number another eight is an EP from uh, uh Tanya Morgan is a rap group. They be right back. I mean, it's just like from beginning to end, it's just like just banging beats, good lyrics. I I thought it was great. I mean, it was short, it was sweet. You know, it wasn't too long. You know, you hit you get one going from one through five, and then you you know, for me, I repeat it. Because it's just like I'm in such a mood, I gotta listen to it again. My number seven, I have West Side Gun. Um, I have two of his albums. I have Pray for Paris. I have Who Made the Sunshine. For me, Who Made the Sunshine was like a low key hit. I had slept on this album for a while. Something, something kind of drew me to it. And then when I heard it, I was kind of mad at myself because I didn't know why I didn't listen to it when it first came out. My number six, I have Conway, King to a God. It should have been in my top five. It was just that good, but the five albums just were just uh, just a tad bit better. Uh, my number five, I have Nas King's Disease. It possibly could have been higher. You know, it, the the day of me doing this list, it, it was just number five. Um, if I had to went back and had to edit, it might have been higher. But I had to, you know, I had to stop editing my list because it, you know I was moving so so much stuff around. Uh, number four, I have another tie. I have J Electronica's A Written Testimony. Um, like I said before, I think it's the most important album of 2020. Um, I, yes, I know it has a huge feature from Jay-Z, but I, does, I don't think that took away from the album. I still think it was a J Electronica sound. I don't think he, he switched up too much of who he is to make a good body of work that earned him a Grammy nomination. My other number four is another female. Uh, she goes by the name of uh, Lyric Jones. Um, she has an album called uh, Closer Than They Appear. 
just like the Tanya Morgan album. Um, it's an EP, but it's just like a banger from one through seven. I think it's seven songs. It's like one through seven. I mean, just all just banging beats. Um, some of the best production I think I heard this year. She like you know, just like Kamaya, she doesn't do no twerk songs or no get money songs or no, you know, why are you here. But she's just like a female, very lyrical, just straight to the point. And this is a good album. Uh, my number three, another Grammy nom- nominated album, uh, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo. Freddie Gibbs, to me, is on the like best run of his career right now. His last five albums have been arguably, you know, you, you could pick any of his last five and, and put them at the top of any album of the year list. And not too many people is going to argue with you. It was it was number one for a while, but the other the two ahead of it just kind of uh, I feel like this edged them out. My number two is Odyssey's Our Cure. I know it's kind of a, a shock I picked this one, but it, it's a uh, it it had the uh, Odyssey took kind of took the the pandemic theme and made a whole album centered around it. Um, I like that creativity that he had with it, and it was just you know it told it told a good story. It told a great story. So I, I'm a big fan of, of storytelling. I'm a big fan of concept albums. That's why, you know, I put it at my number two. And my number one for best album of 2020, I picked uh, Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. It had, for me, it, it, it listening to it reminds me of uh, 1990s Raekwon, the um, Cuban Links CD, um, some of Ghostface stuff. It was it's, It has that very 90s feel to it. And, and you know, it's just me reminiscing, and it's kind of like I'm in, I'm in love with the beats. You know, we can go back and forth about the content, which I, I can. You know, I'm not gonna do too much disagreeing with anybody on, but it was it was just you know the best thing I've heard in 2020. That's what I picked. All right, I really appreciate that, Kev. I'm gonna jump in first. I really believe that um, you are a master at finding the best of what's out there. Um, I appreciate the. Uh, R.A. the Rugged Man mentioned Mulatto in love with her. Think that she's the future. Uh, Kamaya, definitely still another great pick uh, in your honorable mentions. Then on your list, Lyric Jones, solid, solid uh, seven songs. Uh, I don't know if it made it would have made my um, top 10, but she's an up and comer that's going to do some real damage down the road. Outside of that, you know, again, Benny the Butcher. You, you sold me on him. It took me a while. I had to listen to the album like four times. He's on my list. So when we get to me, you'll 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 hear him on my list. So I'm definitely sold on him. But outside of that, the rest of the list was just crazy, crazy uh, cool. So bravo. We'll move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what did you think about uh, Kev's top 10 list? Now, you know, I'm going to get on him with the man and the butcher. How you have no how you have trash at number one? Now, nah, I'm joking. Um, the list was a solid list. Like I said, he went up and beyond. He had a lot of youngins that who just made a name for themselves, and I applaud him for that and listen to all these albums and stuff. But his list is a good list, so I made him on his list. But still, with that being the butcher, I don't know. Me and him will always have beef about that being the butcher. I appreciate that, Terrell. Uh, Malcolm, what did you think about that list? I love the honorable mentions that you put early. I didn't expect you to have Mulat on the list. I like the logic um, pick as well. It was overall a great list. So good job once again, as usual. Yeah, I mean, 
my honorable mentions was actually a lot bigger for time I had to edit it down. Like I wanted to say Flo Millie. I like I said, she's a young artist. She wish you would have put her on there. I wish you would have put it on there. I had so many. She I deserves the mention. And and you're right. You're right. Flow Millie, I think, is is just Flow Millie might I think Flow Millie is better than Mulatto. She's up next. Her she can really like I feel like she can go ahead battle rap. Like if yeah, you hear her flow yeah. and the way um, she like comes with the bars, crazy. I mean it's but it's it's not it's not like she's saying anything that's like so lyrical or complex. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like she has this confidence and it's like if she okay, simply you, changed you her like topic, huh? If she simply changed her subject, she would be able to like be on top, I feel like. If she had more put, like some more consistent, something more like of more substance to her 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 rhymes. She can most definitely but be the, the but top. the thing is, but the thing is, she's not the typical super she's not the typical female that everyone talks about. Like the city girls or Megan or Cardi B, they're talking about twerking and getting some dude for his money. She's pretty much saying, like, you don't like me, so what? If if you don't see what I'm doing now, you're never gonna like me. If you don't want to get on my bandwagon now, don't jump on it. When I make more money, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like I'm better than you. And it's like, it's a very, it has a very 80s feel to it. Like in the 80s, a lot of the guys were like, I'm the best. I'm better than you. Even though backstage, you know, they, they dapping it up or, or chilling and hanging out. It was just the spirit of competition. Like I'm the best. And, and that's what she, that's all she's saying. Like every song is. I'm better than you. I look better than you. I dress better than you. I rap better than you. I make more money, more money than you. It's just, it was just like, yes, just just tell them you you are, you can confident. It was just like confidence after confidence after confidence, and I loved it. But like the same thing you said, if if she kind of um had more variety, I think it would have been better than Mulatto's album. And that's what I think kind of hold held her back a little bit. It was a great album, great album, but you know, Mulatto, yes, Mulatto, she has the twerk songs and the this and the that, but Mulatto also had those confident songs like, I'm good. You ain't gotta tell me I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm a, and I'm gonna be a I'ma be a success no matter how anyone feels about me. You know what I'm saying? But you know, she kind of switched some things up too, so I don't know. I don't know if I want to hear float. It, it depends on how. No, she rejected a deal from Jermaine Dupri, right? Yeah. After she won the yeah. show. First season. Right. That's crazy. Right. And right. she got successful. Yeah. I knew she was coming. I just didn't know when. Because her IG and stuff, right. it's all about the social media these days. You gotta understand. If you are popping on social media and you want to do something, if you got some followers that will follow you, that are followers... It don't matter. Like she, she was she. They knew exactly what they were doing. Her and her father. I, right. I watched that show back in the right. day. Right. That's the only right. season I watched because I don't really like watching that type of stuff. I watched it because yeah. it was some entertaining rap stuff. I think um um, it was it was it was bold. I didn't watch the end of the season, but she. It was the goal to get a uh, get a a uh, a deal with um. Well, not necessarily. Not Wasn't everybody's it? goal. Um, yeah, okay. If you're smart, you want the attention more than you want the deal. Just like you said, 
That's what she got. Turn it down the her her turning down Jermaine Dupree's uh a contract, I believe that was her goal. I believe her goal was to go on the show, to show that she was talented, to gain a following, to gain that attention, to get all those looks. And I mean, she pretty much she could have started a bidding war. You know what I mean? She could have honestly started a bidding war between multiple labels if she wanted to. But she didn't have to because her her stepping out on her own, by the fact she had this following, she's able to recoup the majority of the money. You know, So now she's looking at getting 80% of the money as opposed to 30% of the money, which is a right, huge right. Difference. You know what I'm saying? So that so like her doing that makes makes you know, that's why I'm a bigger fan of hers because of that. I just feel like Flamilla needs to get the right representation. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. I think I think she's And that's all she needs. But at at some point, I do feel like at some point she has to show that she's more than what she is now. And that's and that's up to that's up to people in your age range. You guys have to go online and stop telling her she's great, great, great. You you guys have to ask her when are we going to get some variety in your music because the females love the her. Not, it's not us. I'm but you, if, the females, but if the fans, if her. the fans are not, if if the fans are not saying variety in your music, then these artists get stuck in the same lane, make the same albums. Look at Future. <clears throat> no, no, nothing against Future, but he was he's a he he's a he's a superstar, superstar. Everything he comes out with is going to debut at one or two. But every album is the same. Every single album is the same. He has nothing that's different. Every song he's even raps on, same rap song. His flow is the same. The beats are the same. I mean, it has is either the same bass line or same chord or something. Everything is literally the same thing. And people eat it up. And he's what did, what do he has to change for? If if people gonna support him making the same music. He's going to make the same music. He's not going to have no variety. He's not going to do nothing. You're right. Future, I I wasn't I was a big fan of him when he came out when I was younger. But you're right. He does sound like even that little collaboration he did with Drake sounded the same. They changed the beat for him for his flow. So, I get what you're saying about that. I mean, I mean same tempo. Same tempo, same tempo. If you I guess because I played music before, I can hear bass lines, I can hear chord progressions. I can hear certain things that the average person won't 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 hear. I mean, like the te- I mean, outside of the tempo, the tempo should be basic for everybody. Like I said, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to say like I'm hating on Future. If you can make millions and millions of dollars reproducing the same product over and over and over again, why are you gonna like you? Why are you gonna step outside? Step outside your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I mean, Outkast did it. Outkast was brave enough to have three albums that didn't sound like the one before and they're arguably you know one or two as far as duos go of all time but you know everybody's not outcast so i mean you know like i said it was a lot more i had on my honorable mentions list because i enjoyed a whole i mean it's a whole bunch of albums i actually enjoyed in 2020 um more than i expected to but you know, if, if I had to say anything about 2020, the, I, my two biggest—I'll tell you this—my two biggest disappointments in 2020 were uh, Ti and Busta Rhymes. I feel like Busta Rhymes made a very good album that should have been a classic, but it was too long, and 
he has some unnecessary songs on it. And for T.I., T.I. arguably put out his best album ever. But the promotion leading up to the album, it didn't make no sense at all. Like, you're going to release the same day as Black Thought and Benny the Butcher? That was going to knock you down. You let Busta Rhymes punk you. It had a failed versus with Jeezy. I mean, it was just like, it was crazy. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the new year. All right, cool, cool. I appreciate that. Um, we're now going to move into my list. I have quite a few honorable mentions. We'll start with uh, Sweet Action by Jack Harlow, Living Off of Experience by The Locks. Crazy, crazy cool album. Y'all got to fill that one. Pray for Love by Rod Wave. Love this young man. He's doing it the right way since his first uh, project. He's just gotten better and better. Um, next. Uh, Alfredo with uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Uh, after that, my lady, love this young lady. A lot of you guys don't mention her, but she's cold. She's cold. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Flo Millie. I love uh, Kamaya and uh, Miss Mulatto. But if y'all ain't rocking with Chica, y'all don't understand. So Industry Games by Chica. Uh, next is uh, Loud is Not Enough by Public Enemy. Then we got uh, Streaming Thoughts, Volume 3, Cain and Abel by Black Thought. And those are my honorable mentions. So moving on to my list, my number 10 spot, I got uh, a tie. And the tie is Super Good by Duckworth and Beyond Bulletproof by Mozzie. These young cats, they, they, they put together projects that make it they make it work so if you haven't heard of them check them out these young men west coast gotta show them mad love they keeping the rap alive i love what they're doing uh next up at nine king's disease by nas number eight the goat by polo g really took me by surprise uh polo g did and i listened to the album four times and was just like I got to put this in the list, you know, and it just got better and better in my ear. So loving Polo G, what he's doing right now. Uh, number seven is uh inspirational piece of work done by uh, Jada Kiss called Ignatius. Uh, Jada Kiss, not only I mean, for 2020, you know, for him to put in the work he put in with the Locks album and to drop his own project. Just amazing. Great year. Very inspirational album. Go check it out if you haven't. Uh, next up at number six is uh, My Turn by Little Baby. Hey, like all the people have been saying ahead of me, Little Baby is he's he's a pop star and he's really growing with his music. So I got to like that about him. Uh, my number five is a tie and um, it's The Respected Soprano by Benny the Butcher and from King to a God by Conway the Machine. Again, I told you I was sold on uh, Benny the Butcher by uh, our our co-host Kev, but he introduced Conway and Conway the Machine is absolutely incredible. Love what he's doing. Um, moving on to number four, The Allegory by Royster59. You know me, I have a little bit of eclectic in me, so I had to do at number three, bad, uh, Black Habits by D Smoke. My number two, you know, you guys have been hearing me talk about him this entire podcast is uh, Cinco Originals by uh, Toby and Wigway. And then my number one has been mentioned before, but I can't speak enough about 
what Killer Mike has done with uh, Run the Jewels. Uh, Run the Jewels 4, RTG, RTJ4, absolutely excellent project. I didn't listen to it a lot. It didn't take a lot. I listened to the album once or twice and was like, yeah, this is this is probably one of the best product produced and uh, written albums that I've ever heard. You know, solid, solid piece of work. I, I, I mean, it would probably even make my top 25 uh, rap albums of all time. It really is there that low. If it didn't make the top 25, it definitely be in the honorable mentions. Um, Killer Mike is really putting it in and I appreciated it. And uh, that's my list. I like to do things the hard way. So I'm going to go with uh, Kev. Kev, what did you think about my list? A pr- pretty decent list. I will thank you for the public enemy shout out because I had totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. Um, I-, I had listened to it like once, but I wasn't able to really grasp it. But when then after you said it, I listened to it like the next day, beginning to end, very solid. And, and and I was surprised, you know, even what these guys are, what, 50, early 50s, still sounding like they did in the 80s, which is which is great. And um, I like that one. The uh, the Chica album, I think, once again, I wasn't in a right, you know, I wasn't at a point where I could really grasp, grasp it. So I couldn't really, um, it was something I wanted to really listen to, to kind of get into, to kind of have a honest opinion of it. I think the attention that she is getting from those who have listened to it, I, I can I feel like it's warranted now. So um, that's something I have to check out soon. I have to totally disagree with Jada Kiss. I was disappointed in that album he put out. It wasn't good to me at all. I mean, if I was being nice, I would say three stars or three mics or whatever. But it was more like two. It, I don't know. It was just something that it, it was just I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was what he was saying or what. It just, you know, I listened to it a few times because I was just shocked. I, I thought it was that bad. The Polo G and the Mozzie, I, I, I listened to those a couple times because I didn't want to dismiss those without giving them a fair opportunity. I tried with Polo G. I tried, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, you, you, you guys are crazy for picking him, but I don't know. It just it just doesn't it doesn't get me. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't grab me like I guess all you other all everyone else. But that's that's it for me. All right, cool. I really appreciate that. Uh, moving on, Malcolm. What did you think about my list? It was a pretty good list. You mixed it up on me. A lot of different flavors. I feel like in, re- in regards to the rap music, you had um, some nice pieces. I feel like, and uh, it was overall a good list. I didn't expect it, just like I didn't expect um, Kev's at, at all. So you all did a great job. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, moving on to my main man, Terrell. Terrell, what did you think about that list? It's a, your list was very spiritualized and very, very well thought out. It's just, you, you had Benny the Butcher on your list too, right? Yes, Am but not nearly as high as, as uh, Kev. But we okay. also had different I, albums too, though. We had yes, that's albums. right. We did have different albums. Okay, that's see, a, I, That's a key point, though. That's a key point because the, both of those uh, albums sound totally different. What different type of trash? One is recycled, <laughs> one is one is regular trash. Like I can get, well, like I said, I can get. My, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I got some homework for you coming soon, real soon. Just, just, just wait. But your list was your list is a nice list, well thought out. It's just like also with the um, public enemy. 
I totally forgot about them as well, and I forgot that they had an album and stuff. And I should have put, I wish I should have put that on my list because I know I used to look, listen to a lot of Public Enemy when I was younger. But your list was all good, nice. All right, I appreciate that. Um, so that does it for uh, 2020 for us. But we're still going to jump into one more thing for our 2020 um, wrap up, and we're going to go over some of our hip hop people that we lost in 2020. And I'd like to start off by saying this was a tough year for for rap, you know, in general, the the culture. So we're going to start off with uh, some of the mentioning some of the people that we lost in 2020. And uh, we're going to go with Fifth Ward Weeby, Mo3, Huey, Malik B, Fred the Godson. That one hit me super hard. King Von, FBG Duck, Pop Smoke, Young Man on the Rise. Uh, China, who uh, was up and coming female. Uh, her real name was uh, Marie, uh, Marie Rogers. Uh, Don Campbell, Campbellock Campbell. And uh, uh, he's not a rapper, but Tiny Tom Lister, who was uh, Debo, you know, from um, Friday. Uh, another non rapper, but it meant a lot to hip hop. Adolfo Quiones, better known as Shabadoo. From Breaking One, Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, we also lost uh, Ecstasy from Houdini. Real name is John Fletcher. Uh, one that, you know, uh, Kev had been trying to teach us about this artist and and just was very surprising. His passing, MF Doom. And then the one that hit me the hardest throughout it because he, he's my contemporary, Andre Harrell. And it was really hard missing, you know, uh, him, you know, and how he passed on. So... We're going to start with um, Malcolm and just see if there's anybody on that list, if we missed anybody or did he have any thoughts about that list of artists that are, are hip hop figures in the culture that we lost. So, Malcolm, do you have any thoughts? It's just unfortunate overall to hear about all those passings. Um, we want to say rest in paradise to all those people, especially the young people that weren't, a- weren't able to be able to fulfill their full lives and um we just want to be on a positive note starting on 2021, ending out January, you know. That's how I feel about it. All right. I really appreciate that. Uh, moving on to Terrell. Terrell, anything from that cultural list of people we lost in 2020 that hit you specially or specifically? Well, Andre Harrell one hit me hard because, like, I grew up knowing, knowing about him, how he interacts to making us – our music more infected and how to how he brainstormed like they said if it wasn't Andre Farrell it wouldn't be no Diddy if it was for no Diddy it wouldn't be no Biggie that's a big touch right there and Freddie the Godson I used to always hear him rap always nice fresh flow of rapping that hit me hardest and MC Doom which I learned a lot from y'all and when I found out he passed away, I was just like, wow, I'm just now learning him and stuff. And his music and flow was so cool. And it's like, God, he just passed away out of the blue. And I was just like, it still hurt. And um, King Vaughn, that one got me as well. Because I was just starting to listen to him as well. And I could just say to all the people that passed, Rest in Paradise, especially Tiny, Bebo. I was scared of him when he played in Fridays and stuff. I was like, I never want to run, run into this dude. That's, yeah, that's it. All right, I really appreciate that. So, uh, Kev, anyone 
on our list of uh, lost um, hip hop culture figures that uh, uh, specifically um, you want to speak on or anything. And before you jump in, I also want to bring up that I did forget one artist that meant a lot to me in the 90s, and that was Steezo. He didn't have a great super career, but he was he did make some influential songs that were really hot in the 90s. All right. That's Steezo. Want him to uh, rest in peace as well. So uh, go ahead, Kev. Anybody? I mean, I think all of them, to be honest with you, you know, just seeing someone that you're a fan of or someone who you invested your time in or maybe been partially influenced by to see them pass away. It's uh, it's a hurt feeling. You know, I, I, I send my, my thoughts and my prayers out to their family, their friends, all their loved ones. I'm hoping they'll be able to, you know, properly, you know, grieve these, you know, these deaths and can find something in their heart where they can kind of um, don't let it prevent them from, you know, doing more positive things in their life. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't I had no idea who King Von was until he passed away. Um, but to see the impact that he had on the younger people, um, I, I just was like, wow, this kid was this kid in a short period of time was able to make, you know, do these things. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the youngins were, you know, hurt and surprised and felt some type of way about it. Andre Harrell. Uh, oh, man, Andre Harrell. It's. It is like I was a huge fan, always been a fan, even when, you know, even from the early 80s when he was actually a rapper, which a lot of people don't even know. But knowing what he did behind the scenes so he could keep a career going, doing something in music, which he loved. And, you know, like Terrell said, if it wasn't for Andre Harrell, we don't know where uh, black music will be at today. He doesn't get a lot of credit for the people he signed or influenced and what the mark he let, you know, the mark he made. I mean, like if you look at, you know, what is it? The seven degrees of separation. I mean, more than likely, majority of the bigger names are going to come back to Andre Harrell. And, you know, it's sad that we couldn't give him his flowers before he passed. Ecstasy from Houdini was another one I think I kind of took kind of hard. Um as a, you know, as a kid, you know, Houdini was it as a kid for me. Um, you know, they had hits, you know, Friends, Freaks Come Out at Night. They had an amazing, amazing live show. Um, that's something that um, if you weren't, you know, if you weren't there at that time, you wouldn't understand that their live show was just one of the best things in music. So, so, so him passing away, it was just like, wow, you know, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see the legend and and kind of understood his impact um shabadoo like you said he wasn't a rapper but he was in a hip-hop movie in early 80s it was about the culture more than it was the music so the break dancing it was a huge part of the culture as a whole and he was um he was one of you know he was looked at by a lot of people as a huge innovator in break dancing or um he had a huge impact on hip hop culture. And it's like another thing. It was, it's kind of sad that, you know, it takes for someone to pass away for a larger generation of people to kind of see the impact that they had. Um, and I think lastly, you know, MF doom, I'm a huge fan of doom. He's one of my top five, you know, hearing that he passed, it was kind of like, you know, I was just, you know, I had just found this new song from him. And I think I played it like 
every day. You know, I played it every day before he passed away. I was playing it. So after finding out he passed away, it's kind of this song. One of his last songs has like a, I guess it has like a deeper purpose to me. It didn't really talk about death or anything, but I think as a huge fan of his, it just kind of, you know, I guess I'm taking it another way. Um, I didn't know him personally. Like I said, it was just a fan and, you know, I really enjoyed his stuff. But once again, um, I hope 2021 is better than 2020. And I hope that, you know, you know, people get their health in order or, you know, people can settle beefs and realize that it's not that serious. A lot of the problems that you have going on. All right. I really appreciate that words, gentlemen. Another great conversation. Thank you guys a lot for what the work we put in over 2020, even though it wasn't a whole year. And I'm looking forward to having a great 2021. We'd like to thank the fans for listening. We'd like to thank the fans for just being there and showing support. And we'd like to let you know that we will be in 2021 having live shows and uh, having you able be able to call in, give your opinions on our topics. You can also, until then, you can reach us at Under a Groove Network. Again, that's Under a Groove Network at gmail.com. And don't forget, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Mix Era Rap Pod, that's P O D, and at Mix Era Rap on Twitter. Thank you. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>